From the protectors of the internet, the Wisconsin Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, it's the PKO Podcast. Welcome to the PKO Podcast, sponsored by the Wisconsin Department of Justice Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. I'm Dana, and with me today, again, I have my colleague, Jess. Welcome, Jess. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for joining me again. I really appreciate you coming on, and we are going to talk about uh, some, just some information for parents today. Um, but first, as always, Jess, I have a joke for you. Are you ready? I am ready. I it was is... counting on it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to look one up. It is not a tech joke, but it is one that tickled my funny bone. So I hope you're going to like it. Sounds good. Uh, now I can't remember it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Where does a triceratops sit? Triceratops? Um, oh, gosh, I don't know. Where? On its tricera bottom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> See, it's not bad, right? It's cute. Uh, I like it. Okay. Anyway. Um, so... I, we were talking, right, and I think what we both kind of came to the realization of is that we share a lot of information for parents to talk to their kids about and to share with mm -hmm. their kids, but we don't often share information with parents about um, ideas on how to model some of that good behavior or things that we may want to pay attention to as parents when we are online. Right. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so we do talk about that a lot. We talk about, you know, are we are we sending the right message when we're telling our kids, like, don't ever talk to strangers online. And then maybe we're communicating with strangers online um, and, and in the online dating realm and those types of things. And we've talked about that before. But something we don't talk a lot about is oversharing. And what can come of that? Um, and that's something I know that you particularly were, were taking a look at and thought would make a good podcast episode, right? Yeah, definitely. It's um, definitely one of those safety concerns that we want to raise awareness about, both for us and for our kids that are entering the you know, social media world and, and being online. And I think that there's the obvious things we've talked about out there. Right? You know that you're not going to share personal information about your kids. And I think we hear a lot about people saying, um, maybe asking their kids if it's okay to post pictures of them or those types of things to to show a good, um, I don't know, just to provide a good message to show, you know, being a good role model with thinking twice, posting once and all that kind of stuff. Um, but we don't talk usually about what can be done if you if you do overshare? So, for instance, I mean, are you ever on Facebook or or any social media just where you're seeing parents posting about maybe their kid's birthday party or those types of things? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, there's people love to share about their kids, of course, um, which is understandable. Um, we all are proud of and want to share, you know, one of the most important things in our life is our children. Um, so there's definitely posts about things like birthday parties or, you know, back to school is even a good example of, you know, people sharing those back to school photos and those milestones that we want to share with our friends and family. Absolutely. And, and I see that too. I see 
friends all the time that, that post pictures of, you know, them and their kids. Maybe they're going out and doing something special for a birthday or like you said, a birthday party. And, um, there, you know, we're, we are posting some personal information if we're doing that, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's more than just the photo of the child themselves. Um, you know, that's given information about where they're going to be, where where is that birthday party, or you know, particularly with back to school. You know, we and I love I love seeing these myself, but like photos with the the signs of information, you know, about the child or you know where they go to school, um, their name and their date of birth, things like that. Um, that's does provide a lot of identifying info um, that we're not necessarily thinking about when we share those fun pictures. Yeah. And so we usually, we, with ICAC, we usually talk about things from a, a, when we talk about online safety, we talk about it from the realm of online exploitation. Um, But I think that there are, there are easy dots to connect with this um, and that we want to share about too, that we want to be thinking about. So Jess, you might not know this. I used to work as an identity theft investigator. Um, I'm say- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> past life, right? And so one of the things that we talked obviously a lot about was identity theft and, and what information could be used and shared and that kind of stuff. And you and I have been seeing these articles online and, and information shared about um, identity theft using some of this information that is being shared about kids. Um, And one of the things that we saw there a lot, not a lot, but enough to be concerned about was mortgage fraud using kids identification. Um, And so you if we're sharing that kind of information, you know, you've got date of birth, like you said, or, or something pretty close, you can guess it. You've got the kid's name, then there are probably some things you can make up. Um, so you've got a, some sort of combination of real uh, real information and fraudulent information um, and, you know, have some pretty terrible identity theft situations taking place. And then you won't find out about that stuff for, you know, 15, 18, 20 years because yeah. you won't be doing credit checks on your kids. Yeah, that was really shocking for me to hear. <laughs> it's not really something that I, I thought about. Like you said, you know, we, we work on these things from the child exploitation endpoint, but um, I didn't even really think about that aspect. And like you said, we're not checking our kids like credit reports and things early on. Um, and maybe we should, if we can um, now knowing this information, but yeah, that's really kind of crazy to hear. Yeah. And so you should be, right? That's <laughs> right. we all should right. be. We should be checking our own too, whoever has time for that. But uh <laughs> if I remember right, if you check your kids, they shouldn't like nothing should come up. There shouldn't be anything. Um, right. and so it should be a pretty quick check if you're doing that. Um mm-hmm. but in addition to that, you know, you won't necessarily catch the identity theft stuff. So it is a tricky thing that we have to really balance the information that we're sharing out there versus um, what can be used or misused, unfortunately. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So do you want, I know you do a lot of online safety. You do a lot of um, work with the communities on this type of thing. Do you want to talk about, you know, how can we combat this? How can we talk about um, steps to take for, for parents with online safety stuff? Yeah, definitely. Um, Well, I think just being aware of this information to begin with, like you said, um, kind of thinking before you post um, what information you're putting out there, um, how that information could potentially be used. You know, we're not always thinking about, 
the darker side of things, somebody using that information to, you know, steal their identity or um, even just the location information, the information about your child that might let somebody know this is where they are, this is where they go to school, um, identifying info like that. Um, but in, in addition to what we post, I think it's important to think about, you know, who will see that post. Mm -hmm. So talk about privacy settings on social media platforms um, for adults. And then especially when you're helping your children set up their prof profiles, if they are um, old enough and are starting to explore social media, um, you know, the privacy settings will help determine um, who's going to see that post if you put that info out there. Is your profile set to public so that anybody could see it? Um, or if you set it to private, just people on your friends list can see it. I think there's variations of that where friends of friends could see it. So who's who's going to see that information that you put out there is also really important. Um, and I think making sure that that's set appropriately. Um, um, yeah, we have those conversations with our kids regularly, right? And we 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 mm -hmm. recommend doing that with our kids regularly. But we need to be looking at ours regularly as well. And I think that it's easy to hear this kind of stuff. And it's probably, it, it may make us sound like we're a little paranoid. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I think that there's a balance that can be struck in there that's right for each household. And, and what message you're providing to your kids you know, what, what's appropriate for your household as far as what those privacy settings look like. And when you do restrict some of those and you say, well, I'm not going to have this publicly open, right? And your kid says, well, why? Um, you know, I think that you have to figure out what the message is that you're sharing with them. Because if we're constantly telling our kids that, well, <laughs> your, your images could be stolen, this could be exploited, you could have your identity theft taken, you, you know, that's going to end up being a pretty heavy message <laughs> itself yeah. um yeah and i don't you know i don't have any recommendations as to what that right message is but i think it can vary by household and i i do think that you know we have to we have to um like i said balance that that message and um make sure that they're able to kind of explore and, and have fun on the internet too and not have um that paranoia leaking into what they're using it for so well, yeah. And like you said, it's not necessarily realistic anymore to say, don't ever talk to strangers on the internet. It's the, the design of the internet is to be able to connect with all sorts of people. But when you're talking about, you know, these social media platforms and things and who we accept as friends and those friend requests that come, come in, you know, we generally try to tell kids, you know, if you don't know them in real life, don't accept that friend request. Um, there's other ways that these can kind of get you too by giving you recommendations for friends and you look at their profile and they've got you have mutual friends, right? Oh, they're friends with my friends. So, you know, it, it must be okay to accept them as my, as a friend as well. But in reality, you don't really know that person, right? You don't know anything about them. Um, and they may have, you know, accept their friend requests in the same way that they were just a mutual friend. So um, really being diligent about who you're accepting as your friends so that when you're sharing that information, you do still want to think about whether or not you're oversharing or, you know, sharing appropriately, but also okay, who is going to see this and who am I sharing this with? Do you know what I thought was interesting? I had a parent tell me really recently that what they do in those situations where, oh, it's a friend of a friend um, that they want to be connected with is they say, okay, tell that friend to FaceTime with me right now. And then I'll mm -hmm. let you add them. And that's their kind of safety check is that they, they the parent FaceTimes with this supposed child, and I don't know if if she asks them a couple of questions or or what she does as part of that conversation, 
but that's her kind of check in to make sure that it's a real person, that it's a child and, and that, um, you know, they can have that connection then. I thought that was interesting. That is really interesting. I have not heard that before. It wasn't one I had heard before either. And I thought it was a pretty realistic approach to it. Yeah. I have a hunch people wouldn't jump on the FaceTime calls. (laughs) I think it's a lot easier for people just to send those requests or send a message on there. And when it comes down to actually, yeah, FaceTiming, they might be like, hmm, I don't know about that. So interesting. Yeah, you got to do a little work for this friendship now. (laughs) (laughs) I know I try to avoid FaceTime stuff whenever I can too. Ball game there. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so I, I just, I wanted to bring this up. We've been talking a lot just about what types of information can, can we start sharing with parents that, um, that we can consider every day in our tech life usage. Uh, and this was one of them was just kind of what that oversharing looks like for us, what that can lead to, because we don't always delve into, to some of the consequences that might come from that, um, other than the obvious in the line of work that we're in. Uh, so mm-hmm. this is kind of where we ran up against that. Um, but we appreciate people sending in ideas and, and articles and questions. Um, you can always connect with us on our social media page or uh, at our webpage at icac.widoj.gov, where you can also connect with our social media. Um, so that's kind of the best way to reach out to us. And then we can bring your information on the podcast like this one. So, um, Jess, any closing thoughts that you want to share with folks as we're talking about this topic? Um, I don't think so. I think we kind of touched on everything um, in terms of just thinking about what we're posting. Just, you know, it, it is really fun to be able to share, you know, fun parts of our lives with our family and friends. I know a lot of people connect with family that doesn't live around them, you know, through social media and things like that. But if it's something that, you know, you're thinking about before you post it and it might be oversharing, perhaps sending it a text or sending the picture to them that way might be a more appropriate way than putting it online um, in a social media sense. So just, yes, thinking about what you're sharing and setting those privacy settings. That is, you know, a huge part to staying safe, you know, ourselves and also keeping our kids safe online. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, we all use so many different apps now. It's not I don't think it's out of line to say, well, maybe consider which app you're sharing it on. And instead of posting your child's birthday party to everybody that you're friends with on Facebook, which might be a very large amount of people, maybe you're using a different communication app where you can select the people you're sharing it to or that you're only connected with um, maybe your family group on, you know, because I know there are a lot of apps out there now that that do provide that more uh, selective group that you're communicating with. So just some different ways that we can look at communicating um, in addition to what we're used to from the past. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So thanks, Jess, for joining me. Thanks for the information as always. And if you're looking for online safety information, reach out to us through those um, through the website or the app. And Jess and I are happy to provide any information we can. So thanks, Jess, very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. And as always. Stay safe.